ಬಂದಿದೆ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಹಿರಿಯರೇ ಇತರ ರಾಜಾರಾಣಿ ಹತ್ತೋಣ ನಾವು ಅವರ ನೆನಪಿನ ದೋಣಿ ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಇದು ಹಿರಿಯರ ಕತೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ಜೊತೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಇರಿ ಖುಷಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಹೆಲ್ಲೋ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಆರ್ ಜೆ ಪ್ರೊಫಿಲ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಅನುಭವ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಜಸ್ಟಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಗೌರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಮೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ನೈಟಿಂಗೇಲ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕನ್ಸೀವ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಆರ್ ಶ್ರೀಧರ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆಸ್ಟಿಗೇಟರ್ ಅಲೋಕ್ ವರ್ಮಾ ಕೋಆರ್ಡಿನೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಪೂಜಾ ಮುರಾದ ಸಾಯಿ ಸುಧಾ ಕೌಶಲ್ಯ ಗೌರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಲೈನ್ ಟೋಲ್ ಫ್ರೀ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಫೋರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಆನ್ ಬಿಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಏಟ್ ಎಂ ಟು ಏಟ್ ಪಿ ಎಂ ಫಾರ್ ಎನಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಕ್ವಾರೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಟು ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಯೂ ಮೈಟ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ದ ಡೇಸ್ ಯು ವುಡ್ ಪ್ಲೇ ಅ ಗೇಮ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಟ್ರೆಜರ್ ಹಂಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಯೂಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಫನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸೈಟಿಂಗ್ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಮಿಸಸ್ ಮೋಹಿನಿ ನಾಯಕ್ ಹೂ ಈಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಶೇರ್ ಹರ್ ಟ್ರೆಜರ್ ಹಂಟ್ ಸ್ಟೋರಿ ನಾಟ್ ಇನ್ ಚೈಲ್ಡ್ಹುಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಇನ್ ರೀಸೆಂಟ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಈಗರ್ ಟು ಹಿಯರ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೋರಿ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಹರ್ ಐ ಹೋಪ್ ಯು ಟೂ ವನ್ಸ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಐ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಟು ದ ಅನುಭವ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಓವರ್ ಟು ಮಿಸಸ್ ಮೋಹಿನಿ ನಾಯಕ್ Good morning everyone. This is Mohini Naik here speaking from Koramangala, Bangalore. I've been a Bangalorean from 1980 and although there have been a lot of changes in our city in the last four decades, I must say I love living here. I do complain about traffic, the quality of air due to smoke and dust and the buildings that have come up haphazardly, not to mention the roads, the puddles and the changes in our climate, etc., etc. I could go on and on, but still, I love Bangalore. In April this year, I joined Active Aging Online, a program conducted by Nightingale's Medical Trust for Senior Citizens. and highly recommended by a dear friend of mine i've been enjoying all the classes which are uh, two sessions two hour sessions held three times a week and judging by the response proved by the attendance i feel i'm speaking for all our members when i say every week a lot of thought and planning goes into providing and planning exercises for our body and for our minds too now this podcast is an excellent platform for our seniors and super seniors to share our stories with with other seniors or even youngsters many of whom may be interested in how that life was in their parents and grandparents youth although i speak so highly of bangalore i must confess my roots are in madras yes you heard me right the first 22 years of my life i spent in madras which is now known as chennai singara chennai we lived in a rather huge house with a large compound and i can safely say i think it was the only house for at least half a kilometer on either side of it uh, it was facing the main road the distance from the gate to our house was considerable given the setback or no setback of the present day houses 
We had enough place for a small soap manufacturing factory, two cows, a golden retriever whom we affectionately lots of rabbits and any number of cats. My father had bought this house from a British gentleman, if I remember, who waited till the early 50s to go back home. I remember this house even had a dance floor in the middle of it. It had beautifully laid kadapa slabs and it set this set it apart from the rest of the house. The ceiling in this particular hall, which we used to call it later on, was much higher than the rest of the house. And as was the custom in those days, we called it the hall. Four decades later, in the late 80s, we five siblings decided to develop that property. The idea of converting old houses into apartments had set in by then. So the property's papers were brought home from the bank locker. It was then that we saw the beautifully handwritten documents and came to know that our property was called Willow Banks. What a romantic name. I had half a mind not to sign the sale properties, the sale documents. But anyway, back to my story. I must have been about nine years old then. I used to be one of the earliest to wake up in the house because I was crazy about cats. And I couldn't see how the little kittens were doing. I couldn't wait to see how the little kittens were doing. When I went to the veranda, I could see two strange figures at the gate. In those days, I used to get scared very easily because for, for, for days we didn't see anybody on that road. So I ran in to tell my father that two strangers were at the gate. So he went to the locked gate to inquire and now I boldly went with him. These, these uh, husband and wife spoke a strange kind of Tamil, but we could still gather that they had escaped from Burma. They called it Burma and had come with nothing except the clothes that they were wearing and maybe a, yeah, a small bundle of belongings. They were a childless couple looking to support themselves. My father was not only a kind-hearted man, he was very clever in realizing that we could do with extra help. So immediately he unlocked the gate and led them to a couple of rooms at the back of our house where they could easily be accommodated. I remember the first thing we did was feed them. Then we gave them hot water, which was always available thanks to all the waste wood and leaves from our garden. This couple called themselves Ramaya and Rakama and immediately made themselves comfortable. I was, till then, was not exposed to any other culture except Mangalorean. So I was fascinated by their language, their facial features, their way of dressing and their food. So I always hung out near their quarters. In my childish mind, Rakama looked just like the Buddha statue in our living room. <laughs> Broad, manly shoulders, flattish face, long earlobes and that konde. She would wear a loose blouse over a lungi type bottom. Ramaya and Rakama stayed with us for 10 long years. They proved to be very honest and hardworking. I can't remember exactly why or when they left. Well, I have to end this story here by wondering how we ourselves have changed. Would we in these, do in these days allow total strangers to live on our property? I'm sure I would ask for a reference demand a background check, probably click pictures of them to be on the safe side, 
and maybe ask for their Aadhaar card. And now, maybe this RT-PCR test results too. So think about it, folks. Okay, that's one memory, memorable story that I have from my childhood. Now, I'm moving on up to the 70s. I was married in 1972, and in early 74, I went off to the U.S. along with my husband. Before I went, however, I packed everything I owned and kept it on the shelves in the steel Almira in my father's house. My childhood photographs, the articles and short stories I had written and that were published, everything, letters, cards, greeting cards, everything. Everything of the first 22 years of my life was condensed into the space of that Almira. Well, my jewelry, however, I put in a sandalwood box and sandalwood was not, um, what do you call it, a prohibited item in those days. And I handed it over to my father for safekeeping. In December of 1976, I was still in the US, I remember. I got a call and my father said, there's been a huge, there's been a very bad flood in Chennai. I was really anxious. After a full night's rain, the members of my family woke up to knee-deep water. All our furniture, it seems, were floating and were in different places. What a shock that must have been. Water had entered the house stealthily in the night and all, the, all my brothers, their wives, my father, my mother, all of them had to move upstairs to avoid drowning. Uh, there were, they were there for about two days. There were, I would say, 14 people living in a two-bedroom flat that we had rented out. All of them watched in horror as the water level reached five feet. By afternoon, some brilliant minds made a, made a makeshift boat, uh, huge planks of wood, I think they were, to bring food from one tenant to, the, uh, to, to all those people who took shelter in another tenant's house. That was the first time such a thing had happened and it took everyone unawares. After a couple of days, I think the water receded and as can be expected, the entire house had to be cleaned and painted. In 1979, when I returned from the US, I could still see the mark of the water level throughout the house in that in spite of cleaning, scrubbing and repainting. A few months after my return, there was a wedding in the family, I remember. And it was then that I remembered the jewels that I had given my father for safekeeping. At first, he absolutely denied that I had given it to him. And my heart sank. And then he searched, started searching everywhere in the house. He went to the bank locker too. No luck. We were all stunned. We were in shock. Then I thought aloud, could it be in that treasury? I asked. Here, folks, I must tell you about our treasury. It was a solid iron cabinet-like box, which was brought in, if I remember right, by six or seven huge, strong men. The walls were six inches thick, and the key to my childhood, childish eyes was as long as my hand. And once it was set down in a corner of that dance floor, or hall, or whatever we called it, it stayed there for decades. Ah, maybe you're right, my father said, and he brought out that long key. But the key wouldn't even go in, let alone turn. Something was blocking it. We came to know later on that it was full, the keyhole was full of silt and rust. All of us had a turn at trying to open the door, but no luck. So the locksmith was called, and with great difficulty and several attempts and a lot of banging, the door finally opened. And guess what? 
a whole lot of fine silt came pouring onto the floor. It had gotten through the fine cracks between the door and the walls of the uh, treasury and also through the keyhole. In the middle of all this silt was my sandalwood box. It was like finding a treasure chest. So I opened it and the diamond earrings had no, all my jewelry was intact. The diamond earrings had not lost their shine, but the poor pearls and corals, they had become dull. My sister-in-law took a lot of trouble to clean them and did her best to polish them. People, needless to say, I lost all my, most of my memories and precious things that were in that Almira, except a few that, again, the same sister-in-law salvaged and kept and dried for me. Nevertheless, the mystery of the missing jewels was solved. So, can I say all's well that ends well, or rather ended well? That's all for today, listeners. Maybe we'll meet again in the future. Good day to all of you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mohini, for sharing your treasure hunt story. That was really interesting. We all can relate to her story because at some point of our life, we would have lost the treasure and rejoiced when found. We would like to hear from you even in future, Mohini ma'am. Listeners, I hope you all too enjoyed the program. Take care. Government of India has initiated Elder Line toll-free number 14567. Elders or anyone on behalf of the elders can call between morning 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for any questions, queries and support to elderly. Thank you. Bandide, bandide, hiriyaravani. Hiriyare, hitara, rajarani. Hatona, nau, avaranena, pinadoni. Keluta, kushipadona, hiriyaravani. Keltane, kushipadona, hiriyaravani. Keltane, kushipadona, hiriyaravani. Idu, hiriyarakate, hiriyarajote. Nima, hiriyaravani. Keltane, kushiagri.